What does it take to be a top performing entrepreneur? Welcome to Inspiring Business Success, a podcast sponsored by Insperity, where we'll explore areas of entrepreneurial success and extraordinary professional performance. There is an abundance of good performers, but what about exceptional performance? This season, we will be exploring the defining characteristics of exceptional performers in business and in life. Inspiring Business Success is sponsored by Insperity. Insperity provides human resources solutions that make a difference in the success equation for the best small and medium-sized businesses. If you want to know more, go to insperity.com. Are you ready to reach new heights in your performance? Let's go to the studio now with Larry Schaefer, Senior Vice President of Marketing at Insperity, Dr. David Cook, author, speaker, and well-known sports psychologist, and Doug Tatum, author, professor, and entrepreneur. Well, David and Doug, welcome. We've got some exciting things to talk about. You know, but first what comes to mind is I think we'll all agree that there is a ton of talent out there. Whether we're talking about David in your world of athletics and your experience there, or whether, Doug, we're talking about in your world of business, uh, both of you been in those fields for maybe more years, and I'll, I'll mention right now. No, that's absolutely. okay, guys. <laughs> that's, that's why they're not videoing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so there's there's tons of talent out there. But that really isn't, David, the ultimate predictor of success, is it? It isn't. You know, we hire, we hire by resumes and past experience, but what we find out is that some people are able to get their talent to come out on game day, and others, they don't. And um, there's a, you know, I've spent my last 35 years working with the, some of the greatest performers in the world. And the difference between those that rise to the occasion and those that don't is, is stunning, but it also is sad. You know, and so I want to spend my life in the business world and the, and the sport world helping people to realize their potential when it matters the most. And it's in the midst of chaos and it's the midst of the environments that, that we have to perform in, which are unpredictable. And I think you've just defined what we really do want to accomplish in this, this podcast is, is to give people the tools in order to succeed when it matters the most. Yes. That's a great phrase. So some Thank insights. You. Yeah. Some yeah. insights that matter. Let me, uh, let me just stir the pot here with one of the great stories I was ever involved with. And, you know, what a privilege to have been involved with the San Antonio Spurs. They, um, they won the world championship a couple years after I got there. And the year after that, Tim Duncan was mired in a, in a huge slump. I was out at a PGA uh, tour event and got a call from the assistant general manager saying, we've, we've got a crisis out here in Sacramento. We need you to come. So I flew out there and met with Popovich, and, and he basically said that Tim was mired in a slump, and it was we're halfway through the season. They're fourth in the division. They're, they're used to winning everything and being leading, and Sacramento basically has taken over this year. And so he said that, uh, you know, Tim had averaged 75% as a free throw shooter for life, and now he's at 47%. Other teams are fouling him from the first minute in the game. He feels embarrassed. He's letting him down. The rest of his game is going down at the same time. And so they're superstars in a slump. And he's one of the strongest-minded people I know. So if this information that we're going to share across this podcast can change so dramatically in this man's life, it can affect us all. 
So he put us in a room together, and he said basically to Tim, he said, Tim, you, you have all the talent in the world. This is a this is a head problem, and Doc here is the head doc. So you guys figure this out before you come out of the room. And you know, it was it was a really cool experience. Popovich, he's a lifetime learner. He believed in this stuff and enough to put his superstar in front of me. And then Tim. He said, whatever you say, you know, we'll do. And he really got into this process. We spent late into the evening and then the next day during the shoot around and then the game begins. And he has the game of his life. He had 36 points, 21 rebounds, 66% from the free throw line. And they did foul him. The next day after you the met with him? The next day. <laughs> wow. Two days later, they play Utah, who is second in the league and at this point in the division. And uh, he said, hey, Doc, you're coming to that, right? So we go, we, we have dinner, we talk again, we spend time in the shoot-around. And he has 30 points, 19 rebounds, 62% from the line. And then the third game, two days later, he has a similar game and is named NBA Player of the Week five days after we started this process, this information that we're going to share during their podcast that literally changed his performance life and the greatest stat of all is this just wasn't like a you know, quick fix and then he's going to go into a slump again, is that he ended the season at 75% from the free throw line after that and one year later was named MVP of the league and shot 80%. Doug, it sounds like Tim was willing to listen to some truth and take some action on it, didn't it? You know, it, it, I was reflecting, David, on, on your comments. Just real quickly, I mean, was he? how open was he – to changing the process. I mean, this is one of the best basketball players of all time, and you're coming in and saying, I got to have you think about something different. So, you know, how different? I mean, was he open to it? Was he resistant to See, it? See, that's the And everybody has a choice to either be resistant or be open, and Tim was wide open. So was, so was Coach Popovich. And that, you know, that's the beginning. And so all of this information we're going to share uh, through these podcasts is basically a choice. Do you believe enough to think in certain way that you can change the way you perform and open your potential? Or do you say, you know, that's too simplistic or that's really not going to make a difference and I'll do it my way? He was open. Probably the most coachable athlete I've ever seen and probably the best athlete I've ever seen, which is, which is important for us, all of us that are, you know, listening to this because we all have talent. And sometimes it goes south, and we need to find a way to get it out. And that's what we're going to share over the next uh, amount of time that we're, we're doing these. Larry, in, in the business context, I know you help lead a large company. It strikes me that understanding there's a problem is a very difficult thing for some of us in the business world, particularly in an entrepreneurial context. And I mean, I'll tell a story on myself. I mean, we had built a large consulting firm around chief financial officers, and I decided to get us into technology business, and it wasn't working. <laughs> and um, I had all sorts of reasons for why it wasn't working, you know. Uh, and eventually, I had a senior executive who knew the business say that I was literally. Uh, we were recruiting the wrong folks. In other words, not only was it not working, I was on the wrong premise. And that was a very difficult thing for me to accept. Now, ultimately, it turned out he was right. And it strikes me that Tim immediately acknowledged it wasn't working, was an opening to changing some things. And it's going to be fascinating to hear what those principles are. But I don't know, Larry. It seems to me that one of the the implications of this in the business world 
is radically being objective or radical objectivity about your, you know, what's going on in your business. That's great. Um, to be radically objective is really difficult to do when you are in the throes of your life as an entrepreneur or your business. Yeah, I once heard that a, a great leader is one who is able to define reality yeah. and then act on it. Makes it makes a lot of sense. That ought to go on the wall. <laughs> that ought to go on the wall. Well, first of all, we're seeing that talent is not the ultimate predictor of success. So if it's not talent, then what is it? What are the greatest predictors of success? Yeah, so so you start with you start with a talent pool, but getting it out on game day uh, is is very different. There's basically we we say there's three pillars, or I have found in my research and work with that, that there's three pillars of success or exceptionalism as I define it, and the three pillars are focus, passion, and mental toughness. Focus basically we have a question where where are you where are you going where do you want to go. Focus. Where do you want to go? Passion is the question is, how bad do you want to get there? Mental toughness is, do you have the mental skills to handle the adversity along the way? So those are the three questions. And how people answer those questions completely affects their ability to perform in all circumstances. We need a true north. We need a, a desire, a motivation to get there. And then we need tools along the way that help us be able to get to that point. And every time I work with, uh, you know, uh, an athlete, an elite performer in business or sport or wherever it might be, the first question I ask him is, what's the trophy you want to hold someday? Um, and for most people that are goal-oriented, that's pretty easy to describe that moment, that feeling, that thing they want, the, the ultimate, you know, uh, success in their life. And then I say there's a, there's a more important picture that I want you to describe now. And, and it's easy to sort of see this in the sport world. And I think, I think metaphorically we can figure that out in the business community really easily. But the second picture is what does it look like about 20 minutes before a trophy celebration? And see, that is a place that anyone that wants to hold a trophy has to go through. And it's not a place that's calm and laid back and easy. I mean, it is a place of intensity. It is a cauldron of stress. It is a cauldron of adversity and having to overcome it when, when, you're, when you're completely out of it and being able to perform to your highest in those moments. Anyone that wants to hold a trophy has to go through that 20 minutes before the trophy celebration. And what we want to do along the podcast here is teach people, what do you have to do with your mind in the midst of the 20 minutes before the trophy celebration moments of life, whether that's a, in a micro way, you know, the defining moment each day, each week, each month, or each year. What do we have to do mentally in the heat of the battle to allow our talent to come out? So the, the 20 minutes before the trophy Doug would be in foot, you know, in football, it'd be uh, your two minute drill. There's two minutes left. You're in the Super Bowl, two minutes left in the game, and you're six points behind, and you got the ball on your own 20 yard line. <laughs> okay, how are you going to perform? Or it's uh, if you're a professional golfer, it's Sunday uh, on the 18th hole when you're tied 
with uh, your competitor? How are you going to perform at that time? You know, so what's it like in business? Well, you, you know, it's interesting. What I'm hearing is a visualization of success. Last weekend, I actually hit a par three, uh, uh, hit a 160-yard shot, 24 inches from the hole, and I'm convinced I can three-putt that. You know, and so what we're talking about, we're talking about is the opposite of that. Yeah. And, you know, it reminds me, many of you uh, that are listening have probably been in the restaurant Noodles. And I will never forget interviewing that entrepreneur. Uh, and I think it might be common out there for our listeners, uh, David and Larry, to think about this, is he had a vision for that restaurant. He had no experience in the restaurant business, but he knew exactly what it was that he wanted. And he actually literally built a restaurant and then had to figure out how to make it profitable. And so sometimes I think the entrepreneurial journey is very akin to the, uh, these elite athletes. They visualize being successful and exactly how they're going to do it, and they're confident going to do that. I think entrepreneurs take that crazy leap sometimes. I mean, he literally started a restaurant, and people lined up and bought the food, and but there was no way he was going to make any money at it. So then he had to go back and take it step by step and figure out how to deliver that vision and make, and make money at it. I actually think it, it helps him get up in the morning to think about this is what's going to this is what's going to be like one day and then they go out and do the drills and the hell that they have to go through to get there is amazing it is almost an athletic en endeavor for an entrepreneur yeah you know Doug this is such a great illustration and the and the real issue is this that if i know if if i can learn ahead of time what to do with my mind with the mental you know skills and choices that i have today what i'm going to do in those 20 minute before the trophy celebration defining moments. And then I, I, I use that same process every moment along the way. That means that I have the greatest probability at every moment of reaching my fullest potential. And when I walk into that 20 minutes before, which we never know when that's coming, I'm ready because I'm doing the same thing. The process is the same, which is, goes back to the Tim, to Tim Duncan story. We created a process so when he got fouled early in the game, when he when he was attacked by the opponents and tried to you know to try to embarrass him, he knew ahead of time that's what it's going to look like. That's what it's going to be. But I have a solution. I have a mental choice, and these choices we're going to be discussing here as we go forward. So one last thing, Larry, I thought about this is it's not ignoring reality. They accept the reality of what's going on, but unless you have a vision for success out of that, that reality can be overwhelming. That's great. That really is the next step. Once you realize what the reality is, you know, we've got a problem. That next step, and it sounds like David, that's what uh, what you took uh, Tim Duncan through. That we're going to talk about a little bit more here in the future. But for now, focus, passion, and mental toughness, folks. That really is the question. What is the ultimate predictors of success? If you liked what you heard, subscribe and share. And thanks for joining us. And we look forward to talking with you next time.